This is No Halos Here, hosted by Jen Lang and Jane Stark, the place to inspire a change in your consciousness to elevate the world. We're two heart-centered business owners nourishing our inner rebels while growing our respective businesses. No Halos Here is the result of bringing together an opera singer turned spiritual mentor and a marketing professional turned well-being coach to meditate daily. Together, we unite physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energies into a powerful presence to lead, heal, and inspire. We love exploring the shadowed edges of life, the universe, and beyond through honest and thought-provoking conversations. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Halos Here with Jen Lang and Jane Stark. Good afternoon. Yeah, happy Sunday afternoon from us. We are taking a break from our regular recording schedule and fitting stuff in when and where we can. <laughs> like getting some catch up from summer. Yeah, definitely. We both enjoyed some, um, like a week or two, almost a little bit more than a I week off. I think it was like, yeah, two and a half weeks altogether that we didn't yeah. connect. Yeah. yeah. So we're playing some catch up. needed. Definitely. Definitely those breaks. And actually it's relevant to the topic we have for today because we are talking about the power, working with the power of seasonal change. And this came out of our reflection right after we finished our respective vacations and we were meeting for the first time earlier this week or late last week. And we thought how strange it is that just when the seasons and the weather and all the things, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, are encouraging us to slow down and to slow down the pace and go within is when we ask people to go back to work and ramp up for school and all this other like high activity, mental attention type stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So how do we, I think one of our conversations was how do we balance this, the energy using the energy of the seasons and the seasonal change Mm -hmm. with the pace of life these days. Um, you know, I think it's been, I know for years I've said it every, you know, it's always like, Oh yeah, it'll be so great when it just slows down a little bit. And then you're like, it just doesn't slow down summer. I definitely find has a different pace and I do consciously take time to step back from work and enjoy summer and enjoy time with my family. But then I find, and I think a lot of, you know, you, you go through the whole summer holiday thing and it's even trying to keep regular routines with work and stuff is hard because people are always on holidays all over the place. And then you find that September hits and it's back to school and everybody's back in the office or their home offices now perhaps. And it's just this like, okay, like we're back, let's go. And it's that on one hand, I really like that energy of it. A lot of, I've heard a lot of people refer to it as like, you know, an similar energy to the new year. It's like mm-hmm. September is like a new energy for a new year. And then you've got January as well. However, that's what we were sort of chatting about last week. It was like, okay, but how, how do we balance that when I'm also feeling like, Ooh, the coziness of fall mm-hmm. and the like, you know, it's sweater season, it's soup season, it's pumpkin <clears throat> spice latte season. If that's your thing, it's all the things kind of warm and cozy and just 
slower paced. And so it's, it's almost like a dichotomy for how to to balance this. And I guess, and you know, as most of our listeners probably know, I have two children. So I'm back into the back to school, looking forward to the new routines, but it was also, you know, like all of a sudden Tuesday, first day back to school. And one of my daughters is like, mom, I have dance tonight. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Oh, right. We're like, not just back to school. We're back to all the extracurricular. We're back to all the things. Mm -hmm. So Jen and I thought that kind of diving into that and sharing our experiences and sharing what we do um, to kind of work with the power of the seasons would be helpful. So yeah, we're going to dive into today. I have felt, I was actually responding to what you said. I have felt the same way where um, the karate school that I practice with, Wado Wado Canada, Mm. Wado Karate, we're getting, getting classes ramped up and trying to, you know, encourage more people and more kids to join. I guess they're starting a, you know, a sort of a, a ramping up stage of bringing in some new students into the school. And at the same time, like I want to go. And at the same time, my body's like, I just want to rest. It's the shorter days. It's the longer nights. And I really like, you know, you referenced, you know, soup season and cooking. I like, I love this time of year for the bounty of goodness and yeah, that's goodness, the busyness right? that I want. I want the, I want the, not necessarily, I don't want busyness, but I want the activity to be centered around the home and like going inward type energy mm-hmm. yeah. rather than outward going out to this, going out to that. And I, I must be hard as a parent. I'm sure, you know, I talked to another friend of mine who's, she was like taxi for the last four days because her husband was um, doing some sailing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, I just got home from taking my son to golf. And, you know, every kid is involved in some activity and she and her husband each have their own activities. So I was like, that just sounds exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I mean, definitely, uh, as a parent and again, I, you know, I talked to my own, my clients about this and my friends who are also parents, it's so tricky to find that balance too of extracurricular activities. And like you say, it's not just even your kids' extracurricular activities, but what do you need as well? Right. Mm -hmm. And how do you fit that in there? Like, I'm like, okay, I'm looking to change up my fitness routine come fall and probably, and wanting to join, you know, Mm -hmm. some sort of, I think out of the house (laughs) fitness, I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, I can't just do online zoom fitness classes anymore. And you know, I'm like, okay, but so how do I, when do I fit this in? And what nights does that work with the kids, other activities and and whatnot? And it can, it can all of a sudden become just your Monday to Friday. No, not even Monday to Friday. Cause I know a couple of pe- some people like seven days know, a week soccer and all of these things as you've got games yeah. on weekends and practices during the week. So it is seven days a week. And all of a sudden you're just shuttling kids around, you know, tagging off your partner, um, and it's a lot. So yeah, how do we how do we come back and find that that spaciousness? How do we yeah. um embrace some of the changes? I think you touched on one point that um I've already noticed um is the shorter days mm-hmm. make for a little bit longer evenings where you kind of can come inwards. You know, it's a much different energy than say, and again, we're talking Northern hemisphere here, but July where I live, you know, it's light out till almost 10 PM and I love it. Like June, July. I love that. However, there's also a part of me that gets to this place now where I'm like, Oh, 
it's kind of nice that it's getting dark at eight o'clock and then you know very quickly it gets <laughs> to be four o'clock and I'm like mm, it's a little early but you know it does allow for everybody to kind of come back in to settle in to you know have some downtime to get to bed earlier yeah um, you know is and that's well, sleep sleep hygiene Sleep hygiene. And you know, the other, it's totally one of those things. And actually I'm just reflecting because we're recording this, I think it's September 12th today. Um, but this episode is going to go out on the 21st, which is the equinox Mm -hmm. where we have the equal light, equal dark piece. So that really is that flip into, if you're in the Northern hemisphere, flipping into those longer nights where you have more darkness than light. And if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, obviously that's reversed and you're feeling a very different pull because it's spring in the Southern Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. And that energy and that obviously their school year doesn't also revolve around that September thing either. Their school year actually, I think it's close around Christmas because they get their summer break around Christmas and their school year begins in January. Ah. So it's very interesting noting that even though those of us are out of school, who are out of school, how much our society is still built around that academic school year and the start of the academic year. I don't know if that's true for universities as well in the Southern Hemisphere. I'm not sure. I have to, maybe some of my Aussie friends, Kiwi friends can respond to that. But yeah, I'm not familiar with that. As um, we go into this, you know, I'm going to speak to, I think, because both Jane and I are in the Northern Hemisphere, this podcast and this episode particularly is geared toward this, towards this sweater season, honoring the space, honoring the need to go within, while at the same time being aware of the responsibilities that we've taken on for our families to drive them and to do more activities with them and to also what fills your cup. So the -hmm. sleep hygiene piece you've referenced. So maybe it's going to bed a half an hour earlier or even an Mm -hmm. hour earlier than you were in the summer. And just like, if you're tired, shut everything down and go to bed. Yeah. And it's, you know, again, working with the, with mother nature darker earlier signals your body to start to shut down earlier. So don't fight that and resist that. Mm -hmm. What if, you know, going with that, I notice, um, for myself, I found it very interesting over the last few years. I've noticed one of my daughters, her system is so closely tied to the seasons. And so she has trouble falling asleep in the spring and summer when the days get lighter, her bedtime just naturally. And I mean, many kids, I think for a lot of us, our bedtimes do naturally get later because like I say, it's lighter out, but it's so fascinating. Cause I notice as soon as fall hits, she's back in school. So she's a little more tired, but also I think it's that, that earlier, um, evening light comes in and her system just switches and she will shift like her bedtime by an hour to an hour and a half earlier, almost naturally. Like last fall, it was, she all of a sudden was just like, mom, like I need to go to bed. And she would be telling me and and asking me to go to bed. So I now can take advantage of that. And I've learned how to work within the rhythms of Mm -hmm. all of it. So now it's like, okay, so she's getting, I'm getting her to bed earlier, which is helping me have that time after to kind of get my downtime and get myself to bed earlier. Whereas in the summer, we were practically going to bed at the same time. (laughs) So it's, you know, it's quite fascinating to see how that 
works too and how and finding that rhythm within your family and she really she really showed me that like I never recognized that even within myself until I started to kind of see that and learn that from her but I think that again that takes awareness and it takes paying attention because we fight it right we have lights on in our house like we have a schedule to meet yeah we're on screens we're you know if we're not paying attention then we can't you know we've we have so many artificially derived things in our life that we can actually block out the natural you know elements of mother earth and working with those times so i think kind of ties into the slowing down to be able to pay attention to these things yeah and then i think that I really feel like, so what you're referenced there with that slowing down piece is listening to our natural biorhythm mm-hmm. and that biorhythm within our own bodies, that internal clock. If we're so wrapped up in all of our activities that we have, com- we've completely shut down the ability to look at our, to be attention to our biorhythm, then we're going to be completely out of sync. And I'm wondering if there's been any studies done. I'm sure there has been, but they're probably not widely published around the effects of ignoring your biorhythm on your overall well-being. So I know there's been some studies with shift workers around yeah. that, uh, with particularly those who work in um, nursing or in and out of you know yeah, rotating 12-hour shifts. There's been studies around that. But that's your sort of day-to-day, night-to-night, day-night, day-night. I think with the seasonal change, it's a bit more subtle. And unless you work in an industry, I'm thinking of our friends who have a vineyard who whose lives are very much tied to the natural rhythms and natural mm-hmm. cycles of the growing season and the earth. Unless you are working in that kind of industry, you don't necessarily have the time and space to consider that. Or like you, maybe you're big into gardening, so you pay attention to those pieces. Yeah. But I think... I think that's actually now reflecting out loud here. I think that's also symptomatic of a larger way that we ignore the feminine within and those divine feminine cycles that we've lost touch with where we, it's called mother earth for a reason. Right. So by disregarding or ignoring your natural signals, doesn't matter how you gender identify, or if you don't gender identify It doesn't matter. If you're ignoring those natural cycles, then you're shutting down access to that feminine energy within yourself. Mm -hmm. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. And the thing, yeah, that, yeah, and you're you're so right around the feminine energy because, and that's the flow piece, right? That's the like the emotion, the allowing, the flow, the movement, all of that. Um, It also makes me think of another lesson that I've learned in the last couple of years around the whole saying of like, slow down to speed up. Yes. So I imagine, and I was at one time, this person that, you know, kept hearing this message of, we need to slow down and just create space and slow down. And you're like, yeah, that's nice to say, but again, my kids have extracurricular and my husband's traveling for work and I needed to, you know, keep building my business or doing the things, but it's not, about the external. I don't know if I, mm-hmm. how to, if I'm going to be able to, um, to say this the way I've, it's in my head, but it's sort of, it's about your state of being. Yeah. And I found that once I could tap into that and figure that out, and I really could start to slow down and prioritize and really look at things on my list and go, what is truly a priority right now? What truly needs to get done or where can I maybe get some help 
Where can, you know, I have somebody else take a child here or do this or that Mm -hmm. so that I can even just create the space for myself. It made a huge difference and it didn't necessarily look like, um, taking things right off my plate. Like it didn't look like having like doing less. Yeah. If that makes sense. It was just all of a sudden it was like, Oh, it feels more spacious. So I think that's a part of like, yes, there is the more logistical side of this of, Hey, how much is on your plate? How many, you know, how much are you putting on, you know, in terms of what your kids are doing and what you're doing and all the things and what can you cut, but it's also more around coming inward from an Mm -hmm. energetic perspective and coming inward to ourselves and allowing that time. We've talked about reflection, uh, in, I don't remember what episode it was, but we have a whole episode on the power of reflection. Yes. Yes, And I think that's a big, a big piece of what we're talking about, right? This, this season, this slowing down, this, you know, earlier or longer evenings, longer darkness, less lightness is about being able to come inward and connect back with ourselves and reflect. Yeah. So that episode you referenced, I just looked it up. It was episode nine, um, the power of reflection. So we'll reference that episode in the show notes as well. Um, creating space for reflection. And I think there's a couple of points you touched on there that I want to like highlight is that sometimes it's simply a shift in perception mm-hmm. rather than you don't, not really doing anything differently. It is the intention and the spaciousness around the doing that has changed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that gives you the ability to move into that space of reflection a bit more easily. Actually, funny story. I went down to the beach on Tuesday to mm-hmm. reflect on some things and I took my journal with me and I, it was like, I just had a little window of time about an hour and I, some stuff had come up. I was like, oh, I just want to process it. So I took my journal, wrote the date, wrote the first sentence and a bird crapped on the page. <laughs> it like awesome. smack right in the middle. Like not so on that me. That was not the time not for reflection my apparently. Apparently not the time for reflection. That was a big <laughs> F you. Or, or it was like, yeah. Put from the pen universe. down, no journaling. Just yes, exactly. sit here and be. Exactly. Be with the ocean. Be with the ocean. Who knows? So, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. It was a, it was like, it couldn't have been clearer because usually, you know, I, I don't usually take my journal places to reflect. Usually it's, you know, sometimes I'll take it to the beach, but usually it's my meditation chair. And this time I just thrown it in my purse. I had another errand to run. And this was like a big kind of like, nope. You're not going to write right now. You're not going to write this through. Just sit there and be and take in where you are, are being in the present right now. That was so, it was such a clear sign and clear signal. So for those of you who don't have kids, maybe it's taking those micro moments, you know, if you, maybe you already do this, maybe you don't, but if you're sitting in the car waiting for pickup, close your eyes, don't pick Mm -hmm. up your phone, close your eyes and breathe, take three breaths. Mm -hmm. The other um, piece, and I think was it, we talked about this, like the power of being in the, like visualizing what you desire and yeah. just being in that space and just allowing. I am um, back to your, pers- yeah. Go ahead. your comment on it's sometimes just a shift in perspective and perception. I think that is, that is sort of that, that space where if you can start to be in that energy, 
then you open up and allow some of that to flow to you. Right. And sometimes it's sort of, it's like, it's an element of manifestation, but it's allowing things to come to you in ways that you maybe can't foresee. Mm -hmm. Um, This was an interesting example because I have something to follow up on that where a family member who we've been out of contact with for the past couple of years, um, Kirk went and met them on Saturday morning and they ended up coming back to the house and we hung out and you know, I hadn't seen this person for a couple of years. I know they've had some, they've had, they've been journeying, they've had some ups and downs and it was so interesting to talk to them and they said, they're like, when I was doing the work a few years ago, they were working with Kirk on a few things. When I was doing this work with Kirk and I was changing my vibration and I was meeting new people and they're like, these people just appeared in my life Mm -hmm. because I had changed my perception and my vibration around how I was approaching my life. And they were like, I was reading this book and then I was having a conversation with someone and it led to this meeting and then this happened. So when we take that change in perception and we're really changing our vibration. We're changing the people with whom we connect with. And then that allows the old stuff to fall away. And I think that's also part of the power of harnessing seasonal change is Mm. knowing what to let go of now with this seasonal change. So what needs to change externally for an internal shift to happen? And also what can you shift internally to allow some of the external stuff to just fall away. Yeah. Yes. Or to, or for that to shift all of a sudden, and then you see something totally different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd love to let's dive in a little bit to some of the tangible ways yes. that we, um, that we embrace the change of season. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Jen just took a sip of water there. I, I was like, like, I was lobbing oh, that up for her. I know exactly. Some of the tangible ways. Well, so are you asking me how I, yeah, sorry. I was, yeah. Without <laughs> directing a question to you, I was <laughs> thinking in my head and like, okay, she's going to respond to this. <laughs> Living it real. Yes, I am going to respond right after I finish my sip of water. So <laughs> I hope you had a good laugh. Uh, so yes, tangible ways. I love, I mean, obviously I love cooking and baking and creating warmth in the home that way. So it's really important to me this season to set aside a bit more time for that cooking and baking, but also be mindful of the energy that that takes. And right. so it's, it will be going to bed earlier for me. That's definitely a big part of it. It's also eating more seasonally. So maybe mm. fewer salads, more cooked vegetables. Yes, to right? keep the digestion, the digestion happy and more warming foods. So I'm about to again go into this another month-long cleanse um, period and cleanse process. And instead of eating like two big salads a day, it might be a salad every second day and then preparing some other vegetables, warm food, you know, like cooking some frozen peas or steamed broccoli and those kinds of things to warm up my system. Another one where when we start to slow down and pay attention to what our body wants to, like I've yeah. noticed I 
I'm a big smoothie person. Mm. I love smoothies and I find it a quick and easy way to get my nutrients in. But I've noticed in the past week, I'm not really feeling like a smoothie in the mornings mm-hmm. or actually any time during the some t- a few afternoons, especially because we've still had some really nice days and it's warmed up and I'm like, okay, yeah, kind of feeling like my smoothie. But this morning I, I was you know in the kitchen going, what do I feel like for breakfast? What would feel nourishing to me? And I wanted to just make the smoothie because I'm like, that's, I'm going to get my greens in. I'm going to get all the different mm-hmm. like varieties in and I, but I tuned in and my body was like, nope, it's, it's not smoothie weather yeah, <laughs> or, exactly. you know, or just because that cold in your digestion, it does make a difference. And so again, and I think that also in. offers tuning in and that also offers better immune support too. Yeah. When you're living out of sync with what your body is asking for, then your immune system yes. is going to suffer. Your body's ability to fight off or to maintain its integrity, to stay healthy and not take on illness. Yeah. Cause that's improved. another point we touched on too, right? We're headed into cold and flu season yeah, in North America as well. And so what can we be doing, you know, sinking back into all the things we know and hear all the time for yeah. improved immunity and how to help support our systems. And so, yeah, I mean, similar to you, it's, it's sleep hygiene. It's, um, warmer foods, warmer foods. It's, uh, I mean, I take supplements kind of year round, but it's making sure I've even noticed like my, um, my, my routine and my, um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> um, not commitment, <laughs> but like regimenting, uh, taking my supplements has fallen off this summer because my schedule has been all over the place. And so right. I, you know, sometimes I just miss my lunchtime ones or whatever, and I don't sweat it. Like, yeah, it's like, that's where I want to live in that flow. But now I'm kind of back to like, okay, again, coming inwards, being a little bit more grounded and getting back to that regular schedule of making sure that I'm taking, you know, and, and a lot of it's the simple, like making sure I'm getting my vitamin C and my vitamin D in and whatnot. So it, definitely those tools and tips to, to support our immune system is really important. And food. And like you say, giving your body the nutrients and the nutritious food that it's wanting. Asking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other, I'd say another sort of practical way of looking at it might be what sort of activity is your body looking for? So it might not be push, 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 run, run, run all the time, but it might be something along the lines of today, I feel like doing a gentle yoga, but the next day following again, what we've referred to in other episodes, following the energy And at the same time, allowing for your, allowing for a tendency where we don't want to push ourselves. So it's finding that balance. But the more you tune into, and what I'm trying to say here is the more you tune into what you're looking for, the less like you, you likely you are to over push and injure or leave yourself open to illness. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, the stronger you will be and the more resilient you will be for that extra push when you need it. If you're doing training or if you're doing to training for a particular event, I think mm-hmm. it's even more important to tune in and listen to those subtle signals from your body. And if you're a runner, you know, and you're quote unquote scheduled to do a 5k run today and your body's like, hell no, then do a 4k and figure something out 
you know, it's, some runners may disagree. I'm personally not a runner. Like Jane and I have talked about before. We were like, the only and way you'll see us running, running advice is like running from the zombies. I used to run. I used to, I had a, uh, I did a running course, I don't know, years ago, which again, wasn't terrible, but it wasn't the most fun thing. Not I was thing. like, look, I'd rather go to karate and yeah. sweat my butt off going to karate yeah. than I would running 5k. So Again, again, trying those things out, tuning into your body and saying what would, what would feel good right now? Yeah. The power of tuning into your body, right? And just yeah. how we, when we're not slowing down, then we're living from the neck up and we're in our head and we're going yeah. by the things the ego wants, the things that we think we should do. We're going by old habits or old patterns yeah. and whatnot. Whereas when we slow down and can check in, like today... This morning, I decided that for the next week, everything, as much as I can, everything I do, I'm checking in with my body and literally having a conversation with it. Hey, body, what do we want for breakfast this morning? Mm -hmm. Okay. Hey, what do I feel like doing next in my day? Like I have a list of all, you know, different mm -hmm. things that I need to get done, but actually truly being so aware and being like, okay, so is it getting exercise? Is it doing some housework? Is it, um, having a shower? Is it, you know, and like, just really like all these minute little things, just as I'm doing it more as an experiment to really start to see and pay attention and also to build up my trust in that process and in my knowing, mm -hmm. because sometimes I'll probably override it. Right. Like, and that's just uh, like, again, my eagle jump in and be like, yeah, you want those potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> Like the other day, yeah. <laughs> we both, we both fell victim to that the other oh, day, yes. but it was, you know what though? Whatever. It's again, that maybe, forgiveness Maybe we'll place. make that a fall thing. Potato chips. Maybe. They're a seasonal thing. <laughs> They're a seasonal thing. They're Potatoes. an all year thing. Yeah. Like honestly, for me, Kirk will say, he's like, oh, the noble potato. I was like, I will <laughs> eat the potato anytime. My, my Irish German ancestry is really excited when I, yeah. when I take on potatoes. <laughs> But I also like yeah. what's, you know, making squash soups and, yeah. you know, we've talked about soup season. I, I love soups and stews. I have to say I'm so definitely, that is one area of, I'm, I would say, I haven't actually, I don't think Jane and I have done much cooking together. No, um, not. But Kirk and I are both avid cooks. We love being in the kitchen, cooking and baking. Um, I'd say I'm more of the baker than he is. But having gone recently gluten-free, I'm now experimenting more with changing mm. recipes around, um, switching some things up. I made a really good gluten-free pear tart yesterday. So, um, ooh, it's so good. Yeah. But I love yeah. soups and soups and stews. So, yeah, what? That warm, hearty, mm -hmm. nourishing food. One so dish yeah. meals. And listening. Just checking in. Do, try it. Play. Play around for a little bit and just like see what your body tells you. Like, yeah. you know, and just like, you know, I did it again. I was like, okay, I want to move my body. Hey body. Like, is it yoga? Is it taking the dog for a walk? Is it weightlifting? Is it, you know, using the rebounder and following that and just trusting that the answer I get, the thing that feels like the yes in my body mm. is what I need to follow and do. So we'll see. I'm like, I say, I'm playing around. I, I kind of, I, I do bring that in to my life in a lot of ways, but I'm trying to be more, even more intentional about it over the next seven days and to like with everything that I can remember to do it with and just kind of see what I learn. So 
might report back on that. I think that's a fine idea. So what we've talked about some of the practical things, you know, like the cooking and the going to bed early. Is there any other, if you're, you know, in your position, Jane, where you have two kids and you're doing a lot of activity management within your family, what sort of practical ways can people in your similar situation, you know, we've talked about the sleep hygiene and going to bed a bit earlier. Is there anything else that stands out? I think, you know, it's been said many times, but as parents, we have to learn to ask for help boundaries. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one of my daughters, she does some dance, she does Irish dance already, but she wanted to add more dance and join another dance studio this fall. And I looked at the schedule and the times were hard. And she also is keen to join like now that, um, sports are back in school. She's keen to join basketball and potentially volleyball. And so I finally had to sit down with her and I was like, you know, hun, I would love for you to do this, but this is going to be, your schedule is going to be so full and nonstop. And in my head, I'm going and that, that impacts me too. So, you know, sitting down and we had the chat, like, what's your priority? Let's pick a few things and see like, you know, if you want to do basketball this year, let's see how that goes and what your schedule looks like. And then next year, maybe we, we add the dance in or not. So, you know, having those conversations, I think it's tricky as parents, we get caught up in, we want our kids to experience all the things and have all the things. And it's, and there is an element of it's good for them to be busy. We've seen that over the last 18 months when all of a sudden we had a lot of these things taken away. Mm -hmm. So but really sitting down and being really truthful and honest with what do you want your life to look like? Do you want to be shuttling your kids around 24 seven? You know, is that what fills your cup and, and, you know, you thrive on that busyness and seeing your kids excel at all those things and it's good for them. Great. But for us, I know personally for us, that just doesn't, that doesn't feel good. Um, so, you know, and even having to have those conversations with her, um, what else? I think those are healthy. Like while you think of the next thing, mm -hmm. just even from that perspective of sitting down with your child mm -hmm. and say, I love that you're interested in all of these things. However, it's not practical or possible to do all of these things and still enjoy school and enjoy family time. Mm -hmm. So what would, you, what would, what's your most, what's the most, what are your top two, for example? Yeah. And then figure out how to make that work. And it's as a family. amazing what happens when you engage your kids yes. in these conversations and in these decisions. Like so many times, I'm amazed at, you know, I'll, I'll throw something out to them and thinking, you know, I'll get kind of a, whatever child, a kid answer back. And they'll like, you know, she'll sit down and be like, yeah, no, I see what you mean, mom, you're right. Or yeah, no, then I think I need to stick with this and this. And it's like, okay, great. Like, so you know, much like easier. she's fully capable of seeing this and making decisions when I actually, like you say, bring them in. So yeah, I mean, Having those boundaries, the typical, you know, we talk a lot in our house about healthy habits and, you know, protecting their energy too, because, you know, this is the other thing. They're going out every day to school now and it's a lot of people and it's a lot of energy, yeah. you know, it's a lot. And so helping them build in those foundations of the things that I learned as an adult 
I want to help them build those foundations in as a child to understand that downtime is healthy. Downtime is okay. Um, yeah. Having a chance to reset. What else? Um, obviously bringing the food piece into them as well. Yeah. Making sure that there's nourishment there, finding time for family time and for yourself on weekends. You know, we kind of last through last winter, we started doing Friday night sushi and movie night to the point where we all got really sick of sushi. (laughs) (laughs) We had to take a break from that, but you know, it was something that they looked forward to. I know lots of people who do pizza and movie night and things like that. And so, but it's something that kind of brings that connection back in, right? Again, we all know that, you know, connections, another huge piece, especially yes. In these trying times. Definitely. There's, uh, there are always opportunities for connection. We just have to make them a priority. Mm-hmm. And that is one of those, I think that's one of the, the seasonal change. When you harness that power of seasonal change, what is it asking you to connect to on a more deep, on a deeper level? So every season has those different connection points. So what does this seasonal change mean for you? And how can it ask you to connect more deeply with the things that nourish you, that fill your soul, that move you forward and don't keep you stuck? Because if we're, we're always trying to hang on to summer, but yes. seasonal change is just a part of that process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're feeling blocked, if it feels like, well, that's just not possible for my life, I challenge mm-hmm. people to look at that, right? That's, yeah. That's mindset. That's our mental blocks showing up. Mm-hmm. And that's a shift so in perception that we talked yeah. about earlier in this episode. Yeah. How can you shift your perception around what's possible and what's not? Because if you're and so oftentimes married- for me, that, that came through working with coaches and through doing a lot mm-hmm. of that deeper reflection work. Or, you know, a, a friend, you know, people, somebody that could really hold the space, yeah. not kind of, not bond with me over it, but truly let me process it out. But yeah, it's that breaking down the barriers of why, what, I think what you were just going to say about when you're so married to something. Yes. You're so married to an idea of way, the way something is supposed to be and you, or, or is, or happens to be, and you might not even realize that you're married to that idea. It's just that mm-hmm. that behavior, the behavior that you can't quite see yet, and this is what the pause to observe can help you do, that the behavior you can't quite see is keeping you stuck in this pattern. And maybe the seasonal change is the perfect opportunity for you to address what are the patterns I'm married to that I mm. have the power to change that you mm-hmm. maybe didn't see before? And this actually is probably a really good time to mention uh, that Jane and I are creating something around this. Mm-hmm. So we are dropping some hints. I don't know. How much do you want to say about it? I think we can be open. We can say it's still in the works, but let's just, I don't think... You yeah. Okay. Go for well, it. We're basically like you got something to share. I chose this like we're creating a playbook for just this kind of thing where you can look at these patterns in your life that aren't quite that maybe aren't as satisfying as they used to be, or you know something needs to shift and you're not really sure how that might shift. So we're creating a resource uh, called the Empowerment Playbook that's going to be available probably in the next coming in the coming weeks. 
And we will be talking more about that, the work. There is going to be a community call starting, a free community call. So we are, yeah, building and bringing you more and fun ways. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's basically, it's it's born out of, we're calling the empowerment playbook, but it's kind of, I think the working name originally was like the, we are Jen and Jane playbook. We're ba- we're going to take you through yeah. our process for how we navigate this and what we've learned and how we've got to the place we're at in terms of the techniques and the tools and the mindset work mm-hmm. and the energy work we've done. Yeah. Um, you know, no. so lots and, to look yeah, forward to lots of different ways that we can kind of pull that through because back to what you were saying earlier too, I think in the shift of perception is it's a choice, right? Everything is always a choice. And that can be really triggering to hear. I know I've been triggered by that before Mm -hmm. because when all of a sudden we're faced with the fact that, you know, we're, we're feeling stuck in a situation and it's like, well, you're kind of choosing that. Yeah. It's confronting. It's confronting, but this is also the piece that Jen and I, I think our foundation is built upon is this idea of owning it. And when we start to own the fact that, Oh, I guess I am choosing X, Y, and Z, even if it's sort of, I don't feel like I'm choosing it, but it's like, well, I'm choosing it by not doing this. Right. When we really start to dissect it. So when you start to own it and when you start to own where you're at, that's where change can happen. Definitely. That's where we can start to create that more spacious, nourishing life. Yeah. So if this sounds good to you, stay tuned. Tune into following episodes because we will be sharing more about the Empowerment Playbook and some of these techniques. And we would love to hear from you. If you found this episode, something stood out for you about this episode. Maybe you are questioning some things inside your head around the habits you might have or the things you can't quite see. Jane and I would always love to hear from you. It's just as simple as reaching out to us on social media or Instagram is probably the easiest, most direct way to get in touch with us right now. Or you can send us an email to hello at wearejenandjane.com. That's a really simple, easy way. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to wrap it up. Anything yeah. else? No, I think that's kind of looking forward to putting the uh, warm, worldly socks on. Toque mm-hmm. season. I like toques. Oh, yes. I'm a toque person. Yeah, so. toques and hats. Yeah. yeah, let us know how you're embracing this new season. And yeah. Um, yeah. We'll be sharing more about all these tips and tricks on our Instagram. So definitely go and take a look. Uh, Our Instagram is at wearejenandjane. And with that, we're going to sign off. Have an amazing rest of your day and or night whenever you're listening to this. And maybe just for fun, try going to bed half an hour earlier tonight and see how you feel the next day. Notice what your body wants. Yeah, notice. Have an awesome day, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for these conscious combos. If you're ready to dive deeper, head on over to wearejenandjane.com to continue the conversation. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to share it with your friends or your network and leave us a review by going to Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at wearejenandjane and let us know what you enjoy and what you would like to see more of. We'd love to hear from you.